Hi there, and thanks for joining us. Well, we are on our town takeover in sunny Yall today, and what a fantastic place it is, just down from the clock tower in the Red FM studio that was established in 1777. Not the studio, the clock tower, but it's a town that's bristling with business, and we can't wait to get stuck in. I'm Jonathan Healy, and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. And no better man to start with than the chair of the Yall Business Alliance. He also produces the East Cork Visitor Guide. He has a new Cork app and he has his own company as well, Flanagan Print. Ger Flanagan, I don't know how you have the time to do it all. Yeah, it's, it's good. It, it, it fills the day. It fills the day, to say the very least. And I have to say the most impressive thing out of all of that is that you're doing Ironman. Yeah, I, we got this mad notion last year that it's in y'all. I've never finished a triathlon in my life. I couldn't swim. So I decided I'd take a plunge, um, spend 600 euro and enter it last July, and proceeded from there to learn how to swim, which I managed in the last six months. Um, a lot of support from uh, locally here with the South Coast uh, Triathlon Club. Um, I try coaching John Ennis and uh, a few family and friends, a bit of support. Um, we've had a few bad days. Um, I've got fished out of the water uh, a, f- a <laughs> few times. Uh, but I, I think uh, um, I will be on the start line on Sunday morning. I've learned how to swim. So I'm in a great position. Uh, there's no pressure if I can manage the swim. I, I probably have a good good chance. Well, look, the good news is that by the time this goes out and people hear it, you'll either have been fished out of the water or finished and nobody will be able to tell the difference. It's the fact that you were willing to try. Learning to swim is one of the hardest things you can do in life. And at 55, it's a big ask. How did you find it? I found it difficult. I suppose at my age, as my wife Peg says, it, it's, I'm hard, it's hard to teach me anything. Um, <laughs> I, I tried a couple of different people uh, as regards the um, sw- uh, learn how to swim. Eventually, I learned from the internet, a guy called Brett Sutton, who is um, um, an Australian coach. Um, he Did had the a phone not get wet, no? No, <laughs> no. He's a, sim- uh, a very simple technique. I use a pull by between my legs, and I just worked on my upper body. I got the technique, and eventually I got a couple of lengths, and um, you get two lengths, you get four lengths, you get six lengths. I eventually got two and a half kilometers in the pool. I've done three kilometers out in the, in the open water. Um, so I'm hoping that you know, the my stamina will get me through and I will get through in the two hours twenty, which is the cutoff point for the swim. Okay. Now Mad, if you don't mind me saying completely mad, but you're the kind of person who embraces mad very well because you do so many different things. Let's begin with the company, um, Flanagan Print. Tell me the history of that. Okay, I started on the 16th of February 1983 when I was 19 years of age with nothing. And I suppose um, we probably still have nothing today, but we've 22 employees. Uh, We're general printers. Uh, We've got our own stationary business. We do signage, uh, vehicle wraps. Um, I I, I don't want this to be an ad for Flanagan Print, but we also published the All News, the Middleton News. Last year, we we felt there was a gap in the market, that East Cork wasn't being marketed properly as a tourism uh, destination. So we formed a brand called uh, East Cork. Um, we launched a publication and um, we gave out 20,000 copies free. We launched it at Cork Airport. Uh, Rachel Allen was very kind uh, enough to come along and launch it for us on the day. This is our second edition. We're doing 25,000 copies this year. Uh, we also have it available on the internet. We've got somebody who's doing the marketing um, on a regular basis for it and it's just gaini- gaining okay, support. Okay, so, so you, you, you've built different elements into that. So you started when you're 19, you're 55 now. You weathered two recessions. Yeah, and I think, 
Look, I started in 1983. People wouldn't realise, but the VAT rate was 35%. The bank interest rates were 23%. Um, I got no credit. I had I Basically, I was living at home, and how I started was... I went to the Bank of Ireland and I borrowed £1,000. I put that into the local credit union who were, who were kind enough to give me £3,000. They were delighted to see the money coming yeah. in, I'm sure. <laughs> I gave the Bank of Ireland back their 1000 and I had £2,000 uh, left. And uh, a very kind man called Jerry Creedon in um, Drumahan and Mallow, um, he had a printing set up and he was good enough to take to th- £2,000 as a down payment. And over five years, I paid him £208.33 a month for five years. And I got up and running. So, you know, I got, times are bad. um, But if you can, I think if you can weather a recession, you'll do fine when when things come good. Look, and and this town uh, of y'all has been battered a good bit over the years. I mean, people will think of industry down here, the industry that was lost as opposed to anything that was gained. And I'd imagine that all the jobs that were gained here over the years, they were hard fought for. But by God, people were passionate about those jobs when they created them. They were. This is a great industrial town, but unfortunately, we lost two thousand jobs in a five-year period. Um, you know, you had um, you'd see field carpets, blackwater cottons. Um, you had um, uh, y'all carpets, uh, Murray kitchens. You some fabulous industries. Um, they're gone, uh, but I think in the last twelve months, um, the town is really coming alive again. There's uh, an awful lot of positivity. Um, uh, new s- new shops are opening. Uh, some small factories are opening, which is great. A uh, lot of employment here. Uh, it's a great place to live and it's a great mm. place to, to work. Well, look, walking up and down the street is probably your best example of how towns are doing. And, and there are two types of Irish towns. There's the town that gets up off its arse and does something about it. And there's the town that's willing to let everything go. And, and, and uh, you know, I would have walked through this town maybe about two years ago and thought it would have been the town that was letting everything go. But now there's a new vibrancy. There's, there's new coffee shops. There's, you know, ice cream shops. There's all the different things that are the components of making it a tourist town. Is, is that the direction that you think this offering will go? Uh, definitely. I think we've, I suppose, with Ironman, it's going to put us on the world map. Um, it's going to be... A, a no, we don't know if you're going to do event. that well yet. No. Oh, you mean the entire event, is it? No, not just the entire event. Oh, okay, no, no. Right. <laughs> right. So that's going to put the t- t- town on the map. Um, we formed a, the, the All Business Alliance 12 months ago. Uh, we felt that there was a need for uh, business networking in the town. Um, in the in the short period of time that we've been in existence, we have um, been supportive of the, of the Greenway, which um, which has got full planning. Uh, the boardwalk is going to be extended to the Quality Hotel uh, this year. Um, so there's a lot of positive things. We're also working on some other major projects, and we're hoping to bring the Kathleen and May back to you all on a long-term basis um, through the uh, as a visitor centre and attra- another attraction for the town. Oh, who's she now, to those who um, aren't familiar? B- uh, that was... Uh, I'm not very good in the boats, but as far as I know, it's a three-masted schooner that... Um, that uh, brought uh, cargo between Yall and Bristol, who, which were the two largest ports in the Britain and Ireland at the time. Mm. So it's fully restored. Um, it's in it's in Liverpool. Um, it has been here on and off over a number of years, and it's a great uh, attraction. So our our hope with the, the with the Yall Business Alliance is that we would have it here on a permanent basis. It would it would be the focal point for a new visitor attraction. And, you know, we estimate that he'll bring another 100 jobs a year to y'all, just that attraction alone. Which brings us to your your other uh, job, which is CorkApp.ie. Wada. That's right. So um, I'm also involved in another company called Booneverse Limited, and we have come up with um, technology for an app. 
okay, so this is a tourism app. Um, uh, the whole idea is that somebody will uh, arrive in the area, arrive in Cork Airport, where we have a lot of um, advertising and branding. Uh, we've only launched in the last uh, two weeks. Um, they'll download the app. They know where to go, where to, s- um, you know, what to do, what attractions are, are available. Um, it's it's focusing on business owners in Cork. Um, it's offering customized listings and photo description uh, of each business. Uh, it's it's a turn by turn navigation, which will bring potential customers directly to the stores. Um, I look here, I, I, I don't doubt you for a second, but how in the name of God did you have any time to learn how to swim? And it made all of that. I mean, come on, you must have known. Uh, well, I suppose my day usually starts around five in the morning and um, get to bed early in the evening. So it, it's full on during the day. I wouldn't have put in the uh, anything like the amount of training that most people for training for um, Ironman will do. Um, I did what I could. Um, I suppose a lot of people are tapering at the moment. I won't be tapering because I never actually peaked. Um, <laughs> but we've we've done a lot of other events. We we've done the uh, we've put a team in the in the race across America, uh, which is a three thousand mile race from coast to coast in two thousand and eleven from Yall. Uh, we were the first Irish eight person team to do that. We've competed in the race around Ireland in other uh, non-stop endurance race uh, for five or six years in a row. I also took part in the um, Irish Ultra Challenge where I did 800 kilometres in 48 hours, um, you know, virtually with a break. But you know what, everybody who comes in after this, if they're not as big a bundle of energy as you, I'm going to be hugely disappointed and you are a wonderful ambassador uh, for the town that is the first uh, for the Red FM town takeover. Chair of the All Business Alliance, also uh, of Flanagan Print, Mr. Charles Flanagan, good luck uh, in the Ironman and thank you for joining us on Red Business. Thanks, Jonathan. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork. So the sun is shining on the day we are recording this particular episode of Red Business. So we are in the mood for a little bit of ice cream. And thankfully, we have one of the finest purveyors of ice cream in this part of the world, just up the street from us here. Michal O'Hurley from Fantastic Flavours. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, You're not a million miles away from us here at all. Just a few doors up, aren't you? We're about 30, 40 metres from you, just on the other side of the clock tower. And how long have you been making ice cream? Well, I've been making ice cream since 1983. Um, When I retired we uh, turned my hobby into a business I'd always made it as a hobby and we opened the shop in 2013 and we've been flying ever since Uh, now the thing about fantastic flavors is you do actually trade on fantastic flavors so what have you got there was a smurf blue one I saw oh the smurf berry blast is really popular with the kids it's a really nice bubble gum it's an all-natural blue it comes from seaweed it's a really great product even for the adult a lot of the older people eat it just for the memories of bubblegum seaweed yeah we try to do all natural ingredients wherever we can it's not always possible we try to get local ingredients wherever we can but things like pistachio nuts i got some wonderful uh iranian pistachio nuts from mr bell's at the english market we use great stuff we make over 72 different flavors of handmade artisan ice cream Wow, okay. And you make it where? Here in the store? Here in the store. And as a matter of fact, we give ice cream classes. You can get an artisan apprentice certificate. You come in, you take a class with us. We feed a meal to you. You go through everything from making it to pasteurizing it to producing it and eating it. It's a great
great experience. Now, I, obviously, there's a natural y'all lilt in your accent, but people <laughs> may wonder where initially you came from, Michal. Well, uh, United States, uh, you know, West Cork, where there are Hurley's West Cork people around Kilbritton uh, in that area. But um, I lived most of my adult life in America, and I worked in the United States Congress. Uh, and uh, after politics, I was kind of burned out. So this is a great opportunity for me to do what I love. Okay, and that's a kind of an interesting career path, going from the melting pot of Congress uh, to the uh, freezing point of ice cream. Uh, is, is, this, uh, is this your way of relaxing in your later years? It is, I tell you. There's just as much screaming that goes on as in politics, but this is screams of joy. We like what we do. And my wife, Oksana, and I, she heads up customer service. We just enjoy it. Why y'all? It's a beautiful seaside community. I mean, when we took a look at where we'd start the business, we couldn't believe that a place as beautiful as Yol, with miles of sandy beaches, the history, the clock tower, access to the black water, didn't have an ice cream parlor. If this was, you know, Martha's Vineyard or any place in the U.S., it would be packed. So we're glad to see the Iron Man coming, putting Yol on the map. Um, we do our part. We've got a lot of international attention. Uh, we did a program with a rather good interviewer last year that ended up on ABC television. I think that was you. Yeah, I didn't um, even remember. I didn't realize yeah, it was it on nationwide ABC. Nationwide in the United wow. States. And uh, so we think that y'all is about ready to do what Kinsale did about 20 years ago. We're going to be the destination of choice. It's affordable. It's beautiful. And the people here are wonderful. And we, we spoke to Jer about this uh, a little bit earlier on, the idea that, that y'all can develop as a tourist hotspot. Uh, and that's not what it was. It was always an industrial town. It was always a town that had business uh, in it. Yet you think that there is that potential to be Kinsale newer. I, you know, I think about Massachusetts, and I did work for Ted Kennedy, a United States Senator from Massachusetts. The seaside communities were always industrial, shipping, uh, manufacturing of shoes, all kinds of things like that, and they died. And they had to revive, and they revived around artisan food, tourism, history. Y'all can do that exact same thing, and we can learn from their mistakes. We can learn from the things that benefited them. But the history here is magnificent. William Penn, the admiral, whose son founded Pennsylvania, his ship sunk in the harbor. Oliver Cromwell left Ireland from the port of Yole. Shakespeare performed here where the courthouse is now. The Viking graves inside St. Mary's Church and uh, the history at Fantastic Flavors is pretty good too. <laughs> so well, it's a good thing. place. Looking to the history is one thing, but looking to the future is the other. You have expansion plans. This isn't a brand that you want to keep in y'all, is no, it? No, one of the interesting things is the Fantastic Flavors brand. We were very careful about crafting our image, the, the recipes, the way we do customer service. It looks like we're going to be expanding into uh, the United States with three shops in October, and we're negotiating for a, um, an airport in the Middle East. We are featured in Middle East, Middle East Africa Magazine, U.S. Business News. So we do our best to help elevate the community. Uh, we did a charity product project with Tom Hanks recently that went viral worldwide. Oh, we did interviews did from J Japan to Peru. This was uh, for the Ben Hafaf twins, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was. So we try to use our Hollywood contacts. Uh, last year we had Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys autograph some surfboards for the RNLI. We've worked with some NASA, NASA astronauts to help sick kids in Ireland. So Oksana and I try to do whatever we can to help lift the community, and it's part of who we are and what we do. Well, I'm conscious of the fact that you have to go and deliver ice cream to children in a crash in the 
We're next going to the crash. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm going to have to leave you go. But fantastic flavours. It's uh, on the main street here in Yall, just a couple of doors up uh, from where Red FM have been here for the town takeover this week. And uh, I suppose let's uh, let's watch this space to see where you go next. Great. 72 flavours of handmade artisan ice cream. We've got pizza, we've got crepes, and we've got Yall. In a great summer ahead, everybody come to Yall. D- d- don't mind the weather. That's only a temporary <laughs> thing. Uh, Mihal O'Hurley uh, from Fantastic Flavours. Thank, Thank you. you so much. The only show in town for Cork business, Red Business. So we're going to stay on Main Street here in Yall for our next business, which is one that is flourishing, quite literally. A K of K's florist, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. And um, you are just up the street from us here, aren't you? Yes, I'm in 136 North Main Street. Okay, and how long have you been operating at 136 North Main I'm Street? I'm actually only there three years. I was down a bit near, that's my third shop, my third premises, and... Um, I moved there about three years ago, and um, it was a shoe shop, so we had a lot of uh, shoes. Okay. <laughs> it was full of shoes. It's a slightly different type of business there Yes, now. that's right. Yes. Probably so the same I put clientele. in the flower shop, yes. <laughs> and uh, I actually put in a coffee dock there last September um, on the strength of um, the Ironman coming to town. So um, I kind of put it in there in September, and... Um, Bit by bit, it's grown, so I'm quite happy with it. Are you from Yall? I'm from Yall. Um, my maiden name was Power. My father was um, very involved with the ITGW here in the town and would sip to then afterwards. So um, I'm from the town. Yes, and isn't I'm it funny that the town has evolved because you would have needed a lot of union guys around the time because it was very yes, industrial? At the time, there was, was. A lot of, yeah, there was a lot of industries. He was very involved now in the carpets and in Power Products coming to town at the time and I worked in Power Products and then I worked in Kodak after and obviously they're gone now They and to, since I l- um, Kodak closed that I was always into crafts and uh, things like that so I just trained myself up really. So was necessity the mother of invention for Kay's Flowers? Yes, then? definitely, definitely because both my husband and myself worked in Kodak so we just discovered we didn't have any work and the nearest jobs were Cork City and we had a young family. We had th- I had three children at the time and they were all under 10. So we couldn't, it, we just couldn't get it together to travel that far, you know. And um, then just one day I saw a notice in Middleton and twas they were looking for help and I just went into the shop. And then when I was there for a year, I said, my God, I can do this. So I decided to open in my own town. And I opened and um, I was down in the back street off the beaten track and I was there for about three years. And then one day a girl um, from the other flower shop came down. She was after having a baby and she said, would I be interested in taking over that franchise? So it was an interfloor franchise. Okay. So that was a kind of a step up really, you know. And and look, how's it been? Uh, you were three years in trade, so you, you had a good three years, presumably. The economy well, I'm 15 years altogether. Oh, 15 years. Yeah, so three years, years in the shop you're in, yes. I'm with you. So, so um, you've seen ups and downs. Though. Oh yeah, desperate altogether. And then last year when this was announced that it was coming to town, I just um, took up the idea. I said, I'll go around, I'll have a look at all the empty premises and I'll drop the windows. Now, when we spoke with Ger Flanagan earlier on, he yes. told us that uh, he trained to do the Iron Man himself. But you, you, you just went for the coffee shop option. Instead, I went did for the you? coffee shop. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I did. I did. Yeah. It's, it's it's a complicated world. I mean, flowers are not my thing. I, I buy them and I hand them over and yes. they're fine. But it, like, there's a very short shelf life on yes. flowers, Yes, well, and also, of course, we've, we have the challenges now that they don't allow the flowers into the hospitals. Then funerals, uh, it's all donations. So we've lost uh, quite a bit of business. So I had to diversify there, really, to be honest, you know. And um, 
I, I also then took on the windows in the main street. So I was doing this morning early. I popped my head in here to say hello. And uh, six o'clock, I was doing the one up here. So um, I'm not sure if you're aware of the windows that have been done. So what, what do you mean? Well, t- tell me what well, you're Well, the, w- the windows are, um, of course, the time of the recession, NAM owns a lot of the buildings. So we, we had to have a access into the building. So we had to find out who owned them. So it was kind of a personal thing where I approached the owners and said, look, is there any way you'd give us the window? I look after it, I have my own insurance. Take the dirty look off it. Take the dirty look off it. So I kind of, I I, I recycled a lot of of things. I made my own bunting out of my husband's shirts, which (laughs) which I I showed him one night when we were going for a walk. Do you recognise that? Yeah, he said so. There was a lot of stuff cut up and painted and sprayed. As you can see, I'm nearly sprayed myself from this morning. And um, so actually they're getting a great reaction. I got a big piece there last week on the examiner and the county. Um, Look, about do, do you know what it really is standing out? That you, there's a sense of civic pride uh, yeah. in the town, and I'm getting yeah. that from the people that we're speaking to here yes, today. Is yeah. that the town seems to have felt like it's turned a corner? Yes, definitely. Now, I mean, I just went, when this was announced last year, I just got an old bike. Uh, a fella gave me an old bike and said, "Look, you can have that if you want." So I put it outside the shop, and I I just painted a sign on it, available for hire for Ironmen. And one of the ladies that was doing the Ironman last year was in town and all of a sudden she spotted it and put it on the Ironman page and they got it, it just rolled from there. So there's about 10 or 12 windows done, I'd say, at the moment now with, with a few different themes on them, you know. But uh, Well, the, the, the town is looking fabulous and yeah. now I'm delighted to have met the person who has helped make a <laughs> lot of those know. places look fabulous. Kay, uh, is there a way that people can look you up if they want to get the finest flowers in East Cork? Yes, my mobile number is 086-887-4449. I have a lovely Facebook page. Uh, my daughter gives me a hand with that and... Um, that, that number is there all the time after hours if anybody's in trouble, or especially on a Monday morning. A f- for a, I floral, find, yes. a floral emergency. Floral emergency. Yeah, I'm there all the time. God yes, forbid we yes. encounter any of them soon. But look, uh, thank you so much for coming in to talk to us. Yeah. And can we wish you and everyone else involved in Case Flowers the very best. Thanks very much. Thanks for this. Red Business. Cork's exclusive business podcast. We've met so many people uh, on this town takeover in y'all. We are going to have to do a second episode that will go up later uh, in the summer. But we've one final guest uh, before we wrap up. And you are, I mean, I thought that we'd seen some well-turned-out people in y'all, but you, sir, take the biscuit. Clifford Windsor, you are the town crier. Is that your official title? That's my official title, Okay, and how have you become town crier? (laughs) I've been town crier on and off, basic, well, on all the time, since 1989. It's my 30th year of being town crier. And how does one become town crier? Uh, we, there's been a town crier in Yall, an official town crier in Yall from way back, dot, year dot, up until the late 50s, early 60s. And it died out then. Then we had a festival in town there in the 80s, and we had Walter Raleigh as the theme of the, the town crier. But in about 1989, we decided, uh, at that stage, we'd milk Walter Raleigh as much <laughs> as we could, like, you know. <laughs> you had used up his good auspices, let's put it uh, that way. Basically, <laughs> yes. So we decided to keep it, but call it the town crier as well. So we went on to that. And because of that, I'm a member of the uh, uh, World Town Crying Guild. Okay, I didn't realise there was a World Town Crying uh, Guild. And again, because of that, 
I get invitations to go and represent the town and the country it's, all it's over the world. Like it's that. all about the show being the town crier, isn't it? You have to command the attention because I would imagine that we're so close to the clock tower here that the town crier from your dot would have been operating in this general area, would he not? That, well, the town crier originally would be uh, the... You had two sort of uh, versions of it. You had the town crier, which is official, gave out all the... the official news from the council and the government and things like that. Who was in and who was out? Yeah, in other words, social media of, of, the, of its day. But you also had a thing called the bellman, and he went round shouting the time. You know, it's 12 o'clock and all's well and yes. things like that. And so-and-so's dead. And, and look, it, isn't it the necessity of business? Consolidation over the years has yeah. brought the bellman and the town crier into one, That's and right. he sits before me today. That's right, How yeah. busy are you? I, I officiate at most functions, at, at, you know, at most official functions, both here and through the county. Uh, and uh, also I'm a tour guide. So you do a little bit of tourism as tour, well? And if, uh, if I do the tours, when I'm doing the tours as a tour guide, I'm dressed in full livery. Which is, again, very spectacular. I mean, I'm, I'm hideously underdressed, as the video for this yeah. will, will no doubt tell. Um, normally, at the end of Red Business, I do my little spiel, thanking people and so on and so forth. Yeah. But I, I, I feel today that given that I'm in the presence of a, an official town crier, a member of the International Town Criers Guild, would you please do me the honour of signing out uh, of this particular episode from y'all and the Red FM town takeover? My pleasure, no problem. My thanks to all our guests from you all. All episodes are available for downloading on redextra.ie. Neve Hennessy produced, and we will catch you on the next one.